This podcast is a reading of an IdeaWorks company report called Finding the Path to Fix Airline Retail. This card trawler-sponsored analysis shows airlines how to stop treating air travel as a commodity, create a first-in-line position among consumers, and dominate the travel planning process. The free distribution of the report and podcast is made possible through the sponsorship of CarTrawler. CarTrawler is the world's leading B2B travel technology platform. This award-winning service brings opportunities to life by creating global online marketplaces for its 4,000 travel partners, 2,500 transport suppliers, and 1 billion end customers. CarTrawler acts as a facilitator of relationships by connecting in real-time to every significant transport supplier globally. These include car rental, on-demand and pre-booked taxis, shared shuttle services, bus and rail travel. Car Trawler's partners include over 100 airlines, 53 of which are in the top 100 largest globally. For more information, visit cartrawler.com. Part 1, The Introduction It's hard to believe we are nearing the 24th anniversary of airline websites. Alaska Airlines was the first carrier in the U.S. back in December 1995 to offer online booking capabilities. The internet was in dial-up mode with snail-like transaction times at alaskaair.com ranging from 3 to 10 minutes. Fast forward to today and website response times are measured in fractions of a second. Speed has definitely increased, but a glance at any early airline website reveals how much has remained the same. Nearly 24 years later, airline websites promote the same two core functionalities, transactions and information retrieval. This one-dimensional merchandising effort is largely limited to converting website visits into airline bookings, with no meaningful attempt to operate stores that inspire and engage. This reality is in contrast to airline executives' aspirations to be master merchandisers of a wide array of travel-related goods and services. I'm writing this report to encourage airlines to move from a transaction focus to become robust retailers of travel. At present, airline websites are little more than cash registers surrounded by shelves of merchandise. It's true, this process is extremely efficient, but it limits consumers to only think of an airline website as a place to book airline tickets and buy a la carte services. The danger of this complacency is threefold. First, presenting travel services as commodities and ignoring the power of emotional engagement encourages consumers to limit their search to the lowest price. Second, billions of dollars, euros, yen, and rupees are lost as consumers drift to other websites to buy the elements of a holiday, hotel, car hire, sightseeing, and ground transport. Third, companies that are faster and savvier, such as Google, can use technology to grab a first-in-line position and dominate the travel planning process. Part 2. Airlines win distribution but fail at retail. Ever since deregulation, airlines have been unhappy with how their products are sold. 
Before deregulation, there was enough money swooshing through the system to keep everyone satisfied. Travel agents earned significant commissions on the sale of airline seats. Agency automation systems bended from a thirst for technology, and airlines were content with the modest slice of direct bookings attained through call centers. Deregulation arrived in the U.S. in 1978 and gradually spread elsewhere through the world. Thus began the grand disruption of the entire business of selling travel. Market share would no longer be influenced on the basis of extravagant onboard service such as American 747 Flying Lounge for economy class customers. Discounted fares focused consumer attention on the lowest fare. In addition, the new world of distribution and pricing sought to steer business using a dizzying array of travel agency commission structures and airfares. These were the new financial tools used by airlines to preserve revenue in a travel market which had become highly competitive. The entry of low-cost carriers, which were happy to sell directly to consumers, would cause even more complications. The arrival of the internet was viewed as a method to slash growing distribution costs. Airlines happily positioned online travel agents, known as OTAs, as leverage against the now strained relationships with traditional travel agents and global distribution systems. As testimony to this new strategy, American, Continental, Delta, Northwest, and United Airlines cooperated as investors to launch the Orbits.com booking site. In the U.S., your typical Main Street travel agency storefront virtually disappeared. And yet, these traditional agencies contributed a very solid 20% of airline bookings in 2016 per a global survey of airline executives. While their storefront locations have certainly decreased, travel agents survive by doing what they have always done, help people discover how travel can delight, engage, and refresh the soul. That's an outcome airline websites failed to deliver. Instead, airlines have directed their energies to the quick sale of airline seats and promoting a la carte products. But the great dream of electronically matching the services offered by professional travel agents was never realized. Ultimately, it was the power of airline websites that tilted distribution in favor of airlines. Ironically, OTAs such as Expedia and Trip were eventually added to the list of threats, a list which already included travel agents and global distribution systems. You would be correct to assume there's plenty of distrust among the parties. For example, this contributed to the slow inclusion of a la carte services as features sold through travel agents and global distribution systems. Through all of this, airlines made big gains in direct sales to consumers, and 52% of bookings are expected to occur through their websites, mobile applications, and other airline-owned platforms by 2021. This is all good news if you just want to sell airline seats and a la carte services. But if airlines want to someday attain the status of being the Amazon of travel, there is much more work to be done. Some airlines, such as Allegiant and Jet2.com, have websites that entice robust holiday bookings. For example, package holiday passengers represented 48.3% of all Jet2.com passengers. But the reality faced by almost all of the world's airlines is closer to the 2018 statistics posted by JetBlue and EasyJet. Among all customers buying air travel directly from JetBlue, just 1.4% booked a JetBlue vacation. For EasyJet's 20 million customers who booked its top 29 destinations by market share, only 500,000 added a hotel through the carrier's website. That's a scant 2.5 
hotel bookings for every 100 passengers. Airlines can achieve big results in other areas. For example, 60 to 70% of United's passengers upgrade to a standard product over economy basic when given a clear product choice through the fare presentation at its website. And yet, the conversion rate of 1 to 3% for accommodation add-ons is consistent through the airline industry. It's a message which calls for the opportunity of booking more travel-related goods and services. Part 3. Behold the Travel Agents, Masters of Booking Conversion Travel agents existed before the internet, have learned how to live in the internet era, and will be here long after the internet is replaced by something else. I visited the mother and daughter team of Sue Hollenstein and Jenny Cagle, who have guided their Wisconsin-based travel agency since 1967. Elm Grove Travel has survived airline bankruptcies, the complete upheaval of commission structures, a recession, and a painful competitive landscape which once boasted a total of five travel agencies in their small town. Their business flourishes today because they embrace the internet and deploy agents as category specialists who guide customers through the information overload of today's travel marketplace. The method works, and Jenny estimates more than 90% of customer visits eventually generate a booking for her agency. 90% conversion success is an amazing statistic, especially when only 5% of customers walk in the door with a specific tour in mind. The remaining 95% require guidance to arrive at their destination and booking decisions. Sales in a travel agency setting do not instantly occur and require dialogue between the customer and agent. The questions posed by the agent include, What have you done on holiday before? What trips have you taken? What's on your bucket list? And what is your budget? These are all open-ended questions and a good agent can quickly distill the responses to create a list of initial ideas for the customer to ponder. Jenny describes the process as working toward a particular goal. We work to create a rapport with them. We want to have more than an email dialogue. We want to have a phone conversation. We want them in the office so they can see we are a real business. We take it from an online conversation to a real in-person conversation. Travel agents know the planning and booking process has an arc that begins months or even years before the departure date. These professionals guide the consumer by determining needs and expectations, providing information, sharing personal experiences, and handling the mechanics of booking the full array of travel components. When this cycle is mastered, the team at Elm Grove Travel has found the outcome to be an amazing booking success rate of 95%. In the rush to create online booking solutions, the airline industry focused on the ring of the cash register and neglected how travel goes from being an impulse to an itinerary. Part 4. You don't skip to the last page of a novel. The art of storytelling has become a popular topic in the business world. The idea is you can create a more memorable and compelling message by using a story format. Rather than spewing facts and features, you engage the customer with a narrative they can relate to. 
My apologies for a college composition lesson, but I think it's important to create an understanding of what is missing from airline retailing. Let's apply three-act story structure to airline retailing. The first act is the setup. This establishes the main characters, their relationships, and the world they live in. It introduces a problem or catalyst which requires the protagonist to act. When applied to airline retail, the consumer connects these attributes, having spare time, the need for relaxation, desire to do something new, and travel. The airline is established as a key component of travel. The second act is confrontation. This depicts the protagonist's attempt to resolve the problem, which may require several attempts. When applied to airline retail, inspiration and information is sought from friends, media, and suppliers, and various holiday ideas are considered and tested. The third and final act is resolution. The climax brings the main tension to its most intense point, and the problem is answered, leaving the protagonist with a new sense of self. When applied to airline retail, the decision for a specific destination and holiday style is made, the climax, and the process of booking travel occurs, the resolution. The problem associated with airline retailing methods is the complete focus it applies to the last act. Airline retail methods simply ignore the largest parts of storytelling, the setup and confrontation. Airline websites even manage to skip the climax and jump right to the resolution by placing the booking engine front and center on the home page. In effect, this causes the consumer to skip to the last page of the novel. Not every consumer desires a storytelling path to book an airline trip. For the most part, airline websites serve transactional consumers very well. These consumers know what they want and seek the most direct path to find a booking confirmation. Some might be candidates to add accommodations, car hire, activities, and more, but even here, the one-size-fits-all nature of current website design creates an impersonal experience for transactional cons consumers. Travel agents know this, and that's why they will always exist to serve a portion of the marketplace. Airlines would be well advised to support their efforts and woo their loyalty as they once did in the past. The story arc displays how the travel booking path begins far ahead of the point where a consumer enters their origin and destination in the home page search box. According to John Ricks, who is the current head of the Nebraska Tourism Commission and has decades of tourism experience, word of mouth is huge. There's a lot of digital person-to-person -person recommendation going on, and it has a significant amount of impact. If your destinations and brand are not present in the first parts of the story, they won't be a component of the mobile tech shared by consumers as they plan a journey. Part five, we're in business to save our home planet. That's the recently conceived slogan for Patagonia, which is a California-based outdoor clothing company. It's also the best example of corporate storytelling I could find. The company focuses with precision on physically active, environmentally aware consumers. It seems all of Patagonia's efforts are directed to tell a story based upon clearly defined core values, which are build the best product, cause no unnecessary harm, use business to protect nature, and not be bound by convention. 
Visiting its website provides ample evidence of Patagonia's intentions. There is easy access to content that encourages environmental activism, being physically active, cooking outdoors, and of course, buying clothing. This is accomplished through a vast array of media, using almost every method possible. There's a blog which is more like an online magazine with hiking, camping, mountaineering, kayaking, and environmental stories from all over the world. YouTube is used to tell more stories and model clothing in a very detailed style. Patagonia's YouTube channel boasts more than 44 million views. By comparison, global airline behemoth Delta is almost comparable at 47.5 million. Patagonia is very sincere in its mission. The company routinely posts criticism of government policies which it views as damaging to the environment. It has given millions in cash to fund environmental protection projects. Its worn wear division recycles and repairs used clothing returned by customers. 45 full-time repair technicians work in Reno, Nevada on clothing returned by customers. The company says it's the largest garment repair facility in North America. It's a crucial component of their storytelling strategy. The service is promoted with a slogan, Your Stories Mean the World to Us, which urges consumers to provide narrative on the item being repaired. These always involve a love of outdoors, being with friends, and reinforcing the quality of the Patagonia brand. The protagonist of the story can't be the company, it must be a person. That's the ultimate form of storytelling, not something generated by the branding department, but created organically by loyal consumers. It simply makes your brand a trusted friend at the beginning of each new story. Airlines need not duplicate Patagonia's activist approach, but they must be authentic in their mission of enabling human interaction through travel. Part 6. Amazon and Google have no limits, and that's a problem. Amazon, Facebook, and Google are composed of systems which can be scaled larger and seemingly without limits. If you are an investor or a CEO with stock options, this is a wonderful opportunity. But mammoth, globe-gripping companies can't tell intimate stories on a human scale. Almost certainly they can try, and you can bet there are communication companies willing to take millions of dollars to attempt the effort. But there is nothing about these systems that is intimate and human-scaled. They are transaction machines, and if airlines wish to compete with tech giants on a transactional basis, they will ultimately fail. Personalization is touted as one solution to this challenge. Best retail practice is not knowing everything about your customer. Rather, your customer should feel the retailer knows enough about them to meet their needs. I keep copies of email offers from airlines that fail at personalization. It's bursting with examples which include personalized offers from frequent flyer programs which should have an exceptional idea of my buying habits. I've been an American Advantage member since the 1980s and have never subscribed to a plan offering bonus miles for restaurant dining. Yet very reliably the airline will use an email impression flogging this offer about every three months. American is merely presented as an example as every airline is guilty of this behavior. This practice delivers an unattractive message to the consumer. This airline really doesn't know me very well. 
Anyone who has tried to reach out to Google or Facebook as a consumer knows the frustration of facing a faceless bureaucracy. Of course, Amazon is better because it's designed as a consumer-facing company. However, 60% of the goods in their store are now sold by third parties. A recent Wall Street Journal headline declared, Just like tech companies that have struggled to tackle misinformation on their platforms, Amazon has proven unable or unwilling to effectively police third-party sellers on its site. The WSJ investigation found 4,152 items for sale on Amazon's site that have been declared unsafe by federal agencies, are deceptively labeled or banned by federal regulators. Perhaps becoming the Amazon of travel should not be the goal. Then there is Google, which, like the power of water, is methodically trying to carve directions into the stone of our industry. Google has a tremendous arsenal which is capturing consumers from every online angle. Google Maps seeks to become a super app by allowing consumers to search for nearby retailers, restaurants, bars, hotels, and even fake homeless shelters. Someone placed a homeless shelter on Google Maps that directed those seeking assistance to a mansion in the Los Angeles area. The listing described amenities which included a pool, hot tub, and free food. The eventual removal of the listing was good news for the homeowner, advocates for the homeless, and of course the homeless. A quote attributed to a Google spokesperson in a Los Angeles Daily News article provides a chilling warning about crowdsourced content. Spam and fraud have been a thorn in the internet side for over a decade. We're in a constant race with these scammers who unfortunately use all sorts of tricks to try to game our system. As we shut them down, they change their techniques and the cycle continues. Even Airbnb is not immune to fraudsters. A couple in Colorado were surprised by uninvited guests showing up at their front door wanting to stay the night. It's bizarre. My house is out there on Airbnb and I never put it online, the homeowner said. The typical scam uses images of a home taken from a real estate website and borrows an attractive address. Those who inquire about the listing are asked by the scammers to send money to a bank account to avoid the Airbnb fees. While Airbnb in this case did refund the lost payments, victims of this fraud began their vacation without a place to sleep. Examples of fraud can be found in any business, but the consumer-to-consumer design is more vulnerable. Of course, all is not gloomy for tech giants. Google Flights poses a credible threat to any travel business wishing to preserve a direct relationship with consumers. Adding the dominance of Google Maps and Google Search creates an almost impenetrable wall around consumers. What's an airline or any travel company to do? This is the distribution question du jour. The complexity of branded fares and a la carte offers was once viewed as a distribution line of defense. This has been breached. Google Flights now offers a decent display of branded fares and provides a la carte details. The booking path alerts consumers if fares are unusually high or low. The company has been experimenting with a price guarantee, which offers a refund if the price falls more than $5 after the booking is made, 
with a refund cap of $500. Returning to the 3x story structure analogy, Google Flights is engaged in the second and third parts involving information delivery and travel booking. The company is a weak actor in the first act of introducing travel as a solution to a need. That's because Act 1 is a pre-search activity. But remember, the effective delivery of a story requires trust between the storyteller and audience. This is where tech giants are most vulnerable. Privacy issues drive wedges in consumer relationships with Google and others. Advertising pressures, such as preferred placement deals, corrupt the purity of the information presented. Fraud is an ever-present worry for companies that rely on consumer-supplied content. Google will hardly disappear as a distribution force in the travel industry unless it's through significant antitrust intervention. Vast numbers of consumers are attracted to Google's use of technology, growing reliance on artificial intelligence, and belief it offers an open marketplace. While these factors are ideal for transaction-based retail, they don't support the story arc required to promote the sale of all elements of a vacation experience. Part 7. Begin by becoming a storyteller. Eric Lucas, editor of this report, credits National Geographic magazine and movies such as The Third Man, which highlighted Vienna, or Audrey Hepburn in Roman Holiday, as early influencers of travel among Americans. Long before that, globally, it was the travel journals of Marco Polo. The internet has enabled the ability for anyone to be a publisher at practically no cost. Oftentimes, this is not a good thing because quality is lacking. Storytelling requires practice, expertise, and most of all, establishing trust between the storyteller and audience. This is not about brand promotion, but rather presenting ideas to consumers. Eric says this is done by telling interesting and engaging stories about interesting and engaging places. The best tactic for this in writing is using anecdotes. These are what journalists write down in their notes. They consist of specific experiences and encounters they have when they are traveling. John Ricks added this advice. It's the perception of a place that drives choice, and this is more than just the things to do and see there. The reason why visitors should experience a place is what marketers have forgotten. There are abundant examples of airlines and travel companies trying their wings at the task of destination storytelling. United is among these promoting travel at its website. The homepage features gorgeous images of destinations in a panoramic format. Scrolling down reveals a section titled Destinations Recommended for You. But personally, I have little interest in Las Vegas, which was prominently displayed during my visit to the site. Rather, it appears Las Vegas is merely a place they want to sell. Scrolling further provides the opportunity to sort destinations by area of interest, such as beaches, outdoors, and culture. Eventually, you reach a specific destination with content that provides a very good start on the path to generate ideas for vacation destinations. This is branded content courtesy of a relationship with Afar Media, which publishes Afar Magazine, as well as providing online travel guides through its website and mobile app. It's a good start because it allows travelers to more deeply regard United.com as more than just a place to book airline travel.
However, the effort seems like an add-on to the site because it's not readily found under the travel information heading. The travel guide information is very light with no in-depth restaurant or hotel listings. United also offers attractive travel commentary through the United Hub News Center. However, it's not integrated into the consumer flow of the website. Airlines need to make a much greater effort if they wish to be thought of as a trusted resource for travel inspiration. Airbnb takes a softer commercial approach with one version not displaying the search box as an item on the home page. Instead, visitors are asked if they want help with stays, experiences, adventures, or restaurants. The company offers an online and printed magazine, but I was unable to find a link at the website for it. Travel content should not be thought of as distracting consumers from booking. It encourages them to think of your airline or travel company as the best place to begin the planning process. Part 8. Continue your journey on the path less traveled. Anyone choosing the path less traveled might merely be avoiding crowds. Hopefully your reason is to depart from conformity, make independent choices, and create better outcomes. This report has dedicated many pages to telling the story of why airline retail should adopt the elements of storytelling. At present, airline retail is largely satisfied with focusing on consumers who simply want to book air travel. Unfortunately, there are fellow travelers on this path, such as Google Flights and maybe Amazon, which are seeking to do the same thing. These tech giants have significant advantages because they are appreciated by consumers as providing an almost unlimited buffet of choices. They don't restrict selection to their own brands or to the members of alliances and joint ventures as airlines do. A reputation for having a limited selection limits the potential to sell the full array of holiday components hotel, car hire, sightseeing, and ground transport. Consumers view airlines as retailers with self-serving agendas, and rightly so. Here are the ideas airlines should explore to position their brands to be favored by consumers before and after travel is contemplated. The idea is to be present at every step in the storytelling process from choosing travel, inspiration, and taking action. Number one, create a presence beyond advertising. This creates general awareness of your brand before a consumer is in the market for travel. Movie placements are a high-profile example, and others include television programming, social media, print publications, and even brick-and-mortar retail. Airlines can also sponsor travel-oriented entertainment. There is no need for a selling message. Just placing your product in an appropriate, congruent setting is sufficient. Number two, establish a travel content relationship. This is crucial to vividly linking your brand to the world of travel. This is much more than an onboard magazine. Too often, these are under the editorial control of advertisers and the carrier's brand police. To be credible, the content should be well-rounded and offer an independent and critical perspective. To be effective, content should be colorful and deep. It should accurately describe attractions and recommend individual restaurants and hotels. Access should be provided at the website 
and mobile application. This is not a device to promote vendors and partners. It's a method to gain the respect of travelers. Number three, promote that next trip at the airport. This remains a curiosity for me that airlines don't promote travel to the captive audience they have at hub airports. Airlines have real estate and travelers have the time. Hubs can be officially staffed with a travel center and feature a single destination or the entire route map. The objective is not to sell tickets or handle disruptions, but to inspire travelers to take another trip and to consider your website as the place to book every travel component. Number four, support traditional travel agents. Your airline can't reach every consumer and some prefer the service provided by their neighborhood travel agency. Work to ensure agents are vocal admirers of your airline. Be supportive of a consumer's wish to choose this distribution channel. Number five, inspire people to travel. For many, travel is a first time experience or one that is rarely practiced. Help consumers through an unbiased Inspire Me application. You can look to the EasyJet website for inspiration as it provides a good example. The traveler enters their departure airport and other details such as budget, length, and style. Holiday styles include going solo, foodies, and Instagram hotspots. Number six, offer a travel buffet, not just a single entree. Online travel agents promote themselves by providing access to a vast number of hotels, car hire companies, and other vendors. Airlines can adopt this practice and not restrict choices to preferred partners and place themselves on equal footing to the OTAs. There was a time in the late 1990s when travelers could book any airline at the websites of major U.S. carriers. This was a condition associated with the available technology of the day. One can wonder if removing competitors from the display merely pushed consumers to the OTAs and Google Flights today for an unbiased display of every flight available on the shelf. Europe-based TuiFly includes flights operated by Eurowings, Sun Express, and Voiling, and others in booking displays at TuiFly.com. City pairs are displayed even in markets where TuiFly does not have a presence. Number seven, provide more content in the booking path. Consumers respond positively to the availability of accurate information. Content in the website should describe cabin classes and a la carte services at the level of detail selected by the consumer. It's surprising how many airlines fail at this, with seat pitch, food and drink prices, and baggage information being routinely confusing topics. The approach taken by ATPCO with its route-happy, rich content service offers a solution that brings consistency and clarity to branded fares, amenities, and fee-based products. The company disclosed typical conversion gains of 1-3% to for carriers deploying a robust display of flight amenities and search results. Number 8. Allow consumers to choose their website style. Airlines often provide special purpose websites in addition to the primary booking site. These are designed to serve travel agents, corporate travelers, groups, and frequent flyer members. The main website operates as a giant funnel for everyone from first-time customers to million-mile elite members 
and budget holiday travelers to those paying $8,000 round trip for a business class ticket. This single purpose gateway has served the industry dutifully for decades, but if you ponder the possibilities, it's pure madness to force everyone through the same chute. The design used by Airbnb provides a hint of the future. It doesn't begin by selling, it begins by asking the customer to choose their intent, experiences, adventures, or restaurants. Now, this is a big change to suggest, but airlines should create websites for specific customer needs. First-time customer, all-inclusive holiday, lowest budget, and frequent business trips. Each website would offer appropriate content and a booking path to maximize revenue from cabin class products, branded fares, and other ancillary revenue. For example, the leisure-oriented site could fill the booking path with economy class fare choices, hotel accommodations, car hire, and more. It would not clutter the path with items rarely chosen by leisure travelers, such as business class and airport lounges. Part 9. The Conclusion This report began by observing how the mission of airline websites remains little changed in 24 years and concludes with a call for airlines to create website styles to match consumer needs. Airline websites are designed to convert visits into airline bookings. These are very accomplished transaction engines, and the complexity of airline products means they likely serve consumers better than online travel agents. But OTAs are rapidly improving how branded fares, a la carte choices, and other products are presented to consumers. The tech giants of the travel industry are on a mission to become super distributors of all things travel. There's a good chance they will succeed. As those who are addicted to Amazon Prime know all too well, consumers are learning why shop anywhere else. Creating websites to individually serve the first-time customer, all-inclusive holiday shopping, budget travel seeker, and road warrior allows the airline to fine-tune each offer. In effect, it is leaping ahead of the current capabilities of OTAs. But this should not be done in isolation. The other part of the mission should be expanding the points of contact airlines have with consumers. This story begins when someone thinks a trip is the something they need in their life. It's not a new car, flat screen television, or some other consumer product. It's the realization that travel is uniquely qualified to delight, engage, and refresh the soul. Sloppy marketing, which relies upon the lowest fare to determine brand preference, has dulled our abilities. Compounding this is the belief that transactional prowess is the best way forward for all of airline retail. Of course, this appeals to many consumers. However, there is a big market out there for airlines that become masters of travel retail, from the first page of the story and continuing to the close of someone's journey. If you found this podcast informative, you are encouraged to become an IdeaWorks Company report subscriber. Visit the IdeaWorksCompany.com website and click on the Receive Free Reports link on the lower right corner of the homepage. Send your name, job title, and email address to complete the process. 
Thank you for listening to this IdeaWorks Company and Card Trawler podcast. The report is dated 15 October 2019. This is Jay Sorensen.